Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing a high-level overview of strategic planning. So, with that, let's start the show. So, Sean, we're back this week. Uh, We've got another topic that we want to cover. This time, we're kind of elevating a little bit, I would say. We're kind of going back up to the top, and we're going to talk about uh, strategy planning. So, big words. Yeah, this is a big big topic, strategy planning, and I'm sure we won't be able to touch most of it. So, um, uh, we're going to try and go through an overview of it. We're not going to get into a whole lot of details, um, but we're just going to touch on a few key items and um, uh, make sure we at least give a kind of an outlook into what strategy planning is all about, some key things that uh, that need to be covered, and, and some areas that, you know, quite honestly, I know I can learn from, but uh, that I think most people need to take in mind. So one of the things I did was um, I pulled together um, kind of a list of some key elements, and I was going to go down this list a little bit and then kind of hop over and talk about some of the ideas that you have within those. But when you're talking about strategy planning, I think one of the biggest points that need to be covered is um, communication. Right. So right. Communica- communication is, of course, very, very important, especially especially after the strategy is is framed out. Right. Right. So. So yeah, there's 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 different levels of of where the communication happens and what type of communications happen at the different level uh-huh. at the different levels. Um, the way that you present things is uh, is very important in order to get in order to get the buy-in. Right. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I wanted to just touch on is you know who's whoever's listening to our our podcasts might be oh well you know strategy's not my thing. Or, uh, you know, the upper levels, they do that. And then, uh, you know, I get told what to do or, you know, who knows where you sit in Mistake. the hierarchy. Right. And, and you know, the thing is, I think it would be good for everybody to understand what actually happens and how that how then you end up contributing. Because, because no matter where you sit in the hierarchy, your job is to support the strategic plan. Right. Right. No matter, no matter where you are, who you, who you are, what, what you're doing to support the strategic plan should be should be all in alignment with what has set out for you if they thought this through and that's another that's another point that I always want to make is is no matter where I've been in the in the organization and some pro- sometimes probably speaking you know out through my hat and <laughs> holding these guys accountable to come up with something real and reasonable Right. You know, because some people think, oh, well, you know, I'm a big thinker. I'm, you know, CEO or vice president of this or that, and and they and they might have an idea, but they can't turn that idea into a communicable plan, not disease, communicable plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that uh, your your people below you can then do something with. Right. Because so, if, so what is your and I think your your list supports supports this type of concept. It, it definitely does. You know, the next one on the list was the 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 task force themselves. Who are you putting together in this in this task force for strategic planning? 
um, what is this group made up of? I think that's very important also uh, as to who's involved, how they're involved, um, you know, and, and what are they trying to do? Because if you, if you narrow it to too few people and start at the top, you're not getting a good picture of the organization as you're discussing different uh, potential topics. If you get too many, you're not going to get anything done. So the size of the group, the size of the task force is very important. Right. And, and, you know, I I was trying to look at things from, you know, the high level first. Right. And, and, you know, in in my notes, we talk about the, the mission and vision, and I don't want to, I don't really want to address mission and vision, but from the, from the uppermost level, the the team that needs to really set the goal that the strategy will be built under has to have guidance from from you know the board of directors and and the CEO then comes and takes that information from the board of directors. Where do we have to be in X amount of time? One year, three or five years. So I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. But but that that upper level framework has to be driven by the board directors. Yeah, correct. And I think that, uh, you know, with the, the, the plan itself as to who's involved, I think the key focus there is, is just making sure that you've got the appropriate people on the team and in the group that can, uh, take over and be able to make a good organizational plan at that level. You know, I, and I think that's the the only point that this element is trying to make is that just make sure you've got the right people. You know, one of the things you noted in your notes was, uh, you know, that the the CEO kind of is setting the big expectation, or or actually, I'm sorry, the president is setting the big expectation. The CEO is then taking that big expectation and turning it into something that makes sense for the organization. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the next thing I had listed on here, and, and, you know, like you said, we don't want to touch into too much detail on, but you do have to have a good, clear vision statement, mission statement, good values, and then, of course, from there, from those three things comes your goals and your objectives and your tasks. So I'm just kind of laying out kind of the hierarchy there as to, you know, you're starting with, with a good vision, mission, and, and values statements, out of that comes the goals, the objectives to support those goals, and then the the tasks at the low level to support those objectives and goals. So, right, and, and and a good mission and vision, you know, kind of trying to qualify or and we can't quite quantify that statement. But what I believe is a good mission and vision statement is is what is inherent in your culture. Right. If, if those words, if those words represent how your culture acts. Then you are ahead of the game in trying to implement some strategy out of that mission and vision. But I don't see that a lot in many organizations, even colleagues that I talk to and things like that. You know, they don't know what their mission and vision is. They kind of roll their eyes when they when they mention it. Oh, some big wig thought of this, uh, you know, five bullet five bullet statement that we're all supposed to live with. Yeah. So you know, those that that is not a good a good um, sense of a of a strong culture. And a oneness in an organization, and, and I and I do believe the upper level leadership needs to generate that mission and vision so that they have guidelines, but turn that into the culture because 
then everybody will be pulling the sled in the same direction. I always, my vision, my, my visual is sled dogs. Oh yeah. And, you know, sled dogs. And you have the dogs lined up pulling the sled in this, in the, in the right direction because you've given them a good framework. Right. Right. You've given them a good framework. Yeah. That's a yeah. good analogy. I like that. So we'll touch, we'll, we'll come back and kind of touch on that a little bit as to, you know, some ideas on how some of that type of information should be rolled out. But before we do, let me finish this list. The next thing on the list is the the implementation strategy, which I think is very key to the whole process. So you've sat in this think tank room and you've been, you know, thinking and pulling together this this series of great ideas, these series of objectives and goals. What is going to be your strategy for rolling it out? And I think that's where a lot of companies fall apart. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. Um, but it's, it's, it, I want to make sure that we understand that it shouldn't be how you, how you tell the people that have to do the work, how they need to do the work to get to the goal. Okay. That next, each level has to be, it's a trickle down effect. You have to say, Hey, this is our goal. So, so if you, if you, if the upper level management sets a, a, a uh, target and then the mid level management says, okay, how are we going to get to that target? So you, so take a, a discipline an engineering. So engineering says, okay, well, we've got to do this to support the upper level goal. That the engineering leadership has to go to the engineering team and say, okay, team, how do we how do we best do this? And then the engineering leader needs to facilitate that meeting and not dictate how his engineers or her engineers are going to do their day to day work to Agreed. support that goal. So you know, some people some people say that that you know strategy is best from the bottom up. Other people say it's best from the top down. In my in my view, you can't have a bottom up strategy. You can't have a bottom up strategy because if, if you did that, then the disparate groups would would drive towards some some goal that would not converge. That's exactly right. I see. I don't understand bottom up strategy at all. That one does not make any sense. Now, one of the things I'm going to to touch on here in a second is the is the thought process of you know uh, strategy from top down, then back up. So kind of combining the two, but coming down, it's kind of what they call in one of the uh, uh, improvement frameworks, it's called catch ball to where you're actually trickling down, back up to where it's aligned, trickle down again, back up to where it's aligned, trickle down, back up, trickle down. And that's part of that, you know, one of the frameworks we're going to talk about here in a minute. Right. And and I, and I agree with that, that philosophy, because I think the, the, um, Upward momentum of of the implementation of the strategy is the technical is the technical know how and operational excellence that needs to be done in order to support the strategy. Right. See, the, the goal has to be the same. The goal as you as you pass that node in your in your department or group or whatever, that node on information on what we need to do has to has to go down and and we look it up and down as a as an old chart like on a piece of two dimensional paper. So it goes down. It goes down to the next level. Now that next level feeds back how they're going to get it done. Right. And then, and then how we're going to get it done needs to be fed up to, you know, the the upper level management in a in a manner that everybody understands and agrees, so that there should be no conflicts across departments. So um, the last one that I had listed on here was um, uh, monitoring your strategic plan. So you've got to make sure you can't just come out of that room and just 
assume that everybody's taking the ball and running with it and doing their part and everything's hunky-dory. So I think monitoring your strategic plan and understanding who has ownership of what part, what are the expectations for, for you know, coming back with information, things like that. That's I think that's another big area uh, where it tends to fall apart. Right, and, and we've had discussions about metrics, and, and the metric is kind of a nasty word, but you know you have to measure things that you want to have done. Not, you know, there's there's the old saying. I don't know who said it, but uh, what gets measured gets done, which which is a two double edged sword. You have to be careful because of what you measure, that will get done. Hopefully, what you're measuring is what the outcome is that you want to achieve. Yeah. Right. So so people people will get done what you want to see measured. But is that the right thing to fulfill the needs of the strategy? Right. So that's where that's where you have to be accountable for the ultimate goal, as well as the steps along the way. But the, the first thing that you said, communication is the is the highway, is the conduit. Very good. Of, yes. Of, of making of making the metrics and the actions fulfill the strategic goal. Yeah, I, that, that that's another great analogy that. Having the communication being the conduit for for getting that done, and and I think that's one of the I think all of these except for the uh, the comments I was making about the the vision, mission, and uh, values. I think all of these are just big, broad stroke areas that as you're starting your strategic plan, you really have got to make sure that you put effort into ensuring that. You know, communication doesn't fall apart. You have a good team in place. You roll out your strategy well, and that you make sure you monitor your strategy. So, if you if you cover those four things, you're not doing too bad. Yeah. Well, you you will you will move down the road, and that's yeah. the best thing. You just don't want to set out a strategy like one of the, thing, the examples that you had before. You don't want to set out a strategy and then think it's going to run on autopilot. Yeah. If you, if you don't if you don't manage it. It will not move down the road. At all. You know, there's only one place that autopilot works, and I'm not even sure I like testing it there. <laughs> Man, they land airplanes now on autopilot. I'm telling so. you, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a pilot, but uh, it would make me nervous. But I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't do, just to get off the topic here. Yeah, and we'll say maybe I'll maybe I'll be uh, kind of an old curmudgeon. I would not get in a car that drives by itself. There you go. <laughs> one one benefit of being a human being on this earth is to drive a fun car that's when right I say fun I mean one with a big engine <laughs> and fast very fast there you go I don't, I don't care if it's powered by batteries or a gasoline engine <laughs> nitrous I don't care but fast and around corners need for speed you better believe it <laughs> so I wanted to touch quickly on uh, some of the frameworks that help support uh, strategic planning and and there's two of them that that I know about and you might be able to bring up a few more uh, Sean but uh one of the first ones is the balanced scorecard. So the balanced scorecard, in essence, what it's trying to do is make sure that you're you're touching the the, the key areas that are important to really uh, any business. It, it touches on trying to make sure you've got an objective for financial, for customer, for business processes, mainly internal business processes, and then learning and growth. Making sure you're training your people, making sure you're, uh, you know, growing, growing the business. So I think the whole goal with uh, uh, the balanced scorecard is trying to make sure that you 
touch on each of those areas, which the theory is that it builds builds you a well-rounded strategic plan. Any thoughts on that? Right. It's, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're four legs of a stool. Yeah. And, and, you know, whether you, whether you physically um, build something in your strategy to touch on each of those, or you do no harm to any one of those and do no harm is kind of too passive for me. I don't even really like that, but I guess what I'm saying is you don't have to, you don't have to forcefully do something in your strategy to make sure that, that you've got the financial outcomes. Your strategy and your, your methods of achieving the strategy should fulfill the financial outcome, should fulfill personnel growth of your people. So I, so I like what the, uh, you know, the balance scorecard does, kind of giving you the framework for making sure you're touching the, the big, big rock areas of the business. Uh, and by the way, let's give credit to Kaplan and Norton for developing that system. Um, the other one that we should really uh, touch on is um, uh, Hoshin Kanri, uh, which of course is a, uh, a Japanese developed strategy. And it focuses on the, what I mentioned a minute ago, the whole catch ball scenario of developing, once you've developed the strategies of how you trickle them down and deliver them back up. And the reason it's called catch ball is because you're literally, you know, you're throwing the pitch to from the senior leaders down to the managers. They're throwing it back to the senior leaders. And then from the managers, it's going down to the next level, and they're throwing it back up. So in other words, the whole goal is that you're, you're staying in alignment from top to bottom. So you're, you're, um, uh, you've got your, your, your big ideas uh, at the corporate level, which is the strategy, uh, and then with plans of middle management, which is really the tactics, okay, uh, and then the work that's performed by the employees, which is uh, operations. So you're ensuring that as you deliver from strategic to tactical uh, on down to operational, uh, you're delivering those goals and objectives all the way down, which should deliver you results right back up, supporting your defined big rock. So that's the... That's the theory behind, you know, the Hoshian Conry um, methodology. And I think that the two of those can be, you know, can be balanced together uh, to create a, a solution that would help any organization, uh, you know, develop a good strategy plan and then roll that strategy plan out. Mm-hmm. Is there any others that you know about, any other frameworks that you know about? Um, you know, they, there, are, there are many frameworks and a lot of um – People have written books about you know how to implement a proper strategy and things like that. Yeah, you can look up you can look up you know tens or dozens of them anyway. We'll put it that way. But I, I don't know if it's worth going down the path of, of listing them all. Sure, um, I do. I do uh, agree with you that balance scorecard, Ocean Connery, they, they they are methods. They all talk about the same the same. Outcomes, yeah. Whether you call them goals, objectives, strategies, action items, or you know, making sure that you've got the financial side and the people side, you know, we'll go through all that that list again. But uh, you know, picking something that you can you can uh, relate to, right? That's, that's the thing that that your culture. And I'm going to go back to the culture of your organization because I, I think in the in the strategy planning, you have to make sure that that you work on your culture as well because. I, I doubt that, that 
everyone out there's got a well organized and cohesive culture in their in their company in order to you know flawlessly implement some kind of strategy. So the strategy needs to align with the culture that you have driven by the leadership team. Well and I think you're right that you know no matter what you call it, a lot of these the frameworks that are out there are gonna have most of these same characteristics built within them, ensuring that you're in touching the key parts of the business and then ensuring that you're rolling it out plainly and clearly is going to give you the most success. Mm-hmm. So got a couple questions here and see what your thoughts are on them. I've, I've read a few, few items on these, but do you think there is a, a good number of how many strategic goals you should be shooting for? Um, I've got some numbers in mind, but I'm curious to uh, hear what you, what you think about this. <laughs> yeah, and, and yes, and you're you're chuckling. And I'm definitely smiling. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you want to minimize the strategic goals, no doubt. What does minimize mean? Minimize to me, and from my experience, means no more than two. Oh, okay, okay. No more than two. Wow. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about it, you know, using using uh, that 40X process. Right. Um, by Covey. Yep. Um, and, and because the thing is, if you're if you're if you set a strategy to meet a goal and your organization is working towards that, how many how many different things are they really going to work towards? Right. And that's where I go I go back to the beginning when the upper level management team sets a good a good goal to achieve. And and the goal is not, you know, make more money next year, make more money in three years. That's right? a terrible because goal. That's a, That's an absolute terrible goal. That should be a byproduct. That is, that's an outcome. Yeah. So, so what is it that you want to change in your organization? And from that change, the outcomes, the, the, the byproducts of it are higher profits, you know, higher customer service, on-time delivery, you know, all the things, all the things that we talk about as the, as the lagging indicators, right? You know that we want to that we want to develop leading indicators and, and change management of those leading indicators so that the lagging indicators are what is the fallout and thus the support of the goal. So, so yes, it's hard work setting a, str- a strategic plan and an outcome and a goal is, is hard work, and uh, that's why I say you you can't really set you, you can't really set a good strategy for a more than one or two goals. That's why I say at the most two. And if you can really separate your organizations to work on to work on two separate goals, yeah, and it's still flow depending upon what your products are, then then all well and good. But you know, really take take the time and do one thing right. Get that done. Do the next thing right. It's almost like you should tell the organization we need to master this thing, master it. Well, and, and that's where go back to the, that's where the hard work is. Okay, hey, big chief, you get paid all the money in the world here. What is that we should master in order to move this company from point A here in 2016 to point B in 2017 or 18? Okay, so that was my next question. What's the time range that a strategy should be developed for? Is it one year, three years, five years, or does it really matter on what the goal is? Well, it does matter what the goal is, but if you're going to get the organization involved in, in a strategic goal, an organizational strategic goal, it should really be it should really be a, a two to three year 
rollout of the, of, the, of the plan. Now, what I will say is that there should be milestones along the way. Agreed, I mean, yes. Major, major milestones that after the first, not, say, nine months, if you, if you believe that you've got the proper, the proper goal and you've, you've Hoshin Conrad this thing out so that, that uh, the catch ball has gone down and all the way back up yep. and, you, and everybody is in alignment with what's going to happen, then you know what? Nine months down the road, you're going to have a, a you know a big meeting. Hey, how are we doing? Are we on? Are we on track? Up to that nine months, you're you're measuring, however frequently, weekly, monthly, whatever, that that things are working. Those leading indicators are working towards the end goal. But you're going to have major milestones to check your strategic development. You know, nine months, a year and a half. Yeah. And I think you're right. I don't think you should go any longer than five years, but I do think it should be uh, two to three years and not one year. I think yeah. one year seems too quick at that high a level. Yeah. Especially okay. since, so my next question, especially since my next question is, how long should the strategy planning take to get done correctly? Ooh, the, there you go. Uh, that... That right there is really the the key. You know, if if you're doing it right and and you're developing a good plan that's going to go from top to bottom, if you think you're going to have that done in a couple weeks, I I think you're crazy. You know, just in general with, you know, most companies, I, I have to imagine you should schedule six months to get a good strategy set and then a plan ready to be implemented. And ready to be rolled out. I would yeah. 100% agree. And that's why I think ever trying to plan a good strategy for a one-year session is a mistake. It should be two to three years, you know, because, again, I think that having a uh, good strategy that has gone top-down and developed thoroughly should be three to six months. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and I know you mentioned, you know, no more than five years. To me, to me um, you know, five years, most of the people in the organization – can't get their their head around five years. You're right. The, the president and the CEO they 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 are of that um, strata that mind strata. Yeah. Of of five years, and that could be another good topic to talk about the different um, you know stratas that uh, that people sit in. You know, like these these existential thinkers that think you know multi generations. Okay, a CEO is going to think you know five years, maybe ten years, maybe ten years out. Um, to think of where the organization has to be, building new buildings, and you know, being in different countries and things like that—that—that's that's a long-term that's a long-term plan. And to me, five years and, and greater is a small team, maybe the board of directors and the CEO. And and once you get that first, you know, if if you were doing this for the first time, you set your strategic plan based on a goal. Okay, sometime down the road of achieving that goal that the board of directors and the, and the CEO of the organization say, okay, well, based on what we know now and what we've done, what the market conditions say, you know, the next goal should be somewhere around here. Let's start noodling that. And, and that's how that, that pipeline still gets fed of, hey, we've got an achievement, and now here's our next goal. Yeah, I would agree. Why don't we go ahead and uh, stop right here and do our picks of the week. Um, I'll go ahead and go first this time. I think you went first the last time. Um, I chose a, a, a book this time around. Um, I'm currently listening to the book, actually. I'm not reading it. Uh, it is called The Idea-Driven Organization. 
It's by Alan Robinson and Dean Schroeder. But the theory behind it is is that uh, you know most people think of an idea-driven organization as being an organization where people are just dropping suggestions into a suggestion box, and that's really not what this is. Uh, it's uh, it's going through the the process of developing an organization that, from top to bottom, bottom to top, actually uh, makes suggests ideas and is empowered to actually uh, um, make those ideas happen depending on layers and structures that you put in place, uh, how they're built into uh, uh, people's uh, um, um, uh, reviews and things like that. It's really it's really good. Uh, it's probably uh, the thing I'm going to wind up doing once I kind of get my organization where I want it from a, you know, a lean perspective. It's probably going to be the next big rock that I'm going to work on as far as, uh, rolling out to the organization. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very intriguing. I, I really like the idea. So, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm learning and studying about right now. What's yours? Uh, mine is a book. Uh, I picked up, um, I spent enough time on airplanes that, uh, reading, uh, hardcovers is okay with me. Um, <laughs> and of course it, the title, the title grabbed me. It's the way of the seal. Think like an elite warrior to lead and succeed. Now, that sounds like a very macho, masculine. Boy, I'm telling you, I would agree. <laughs> it's written by a guy named uh, Mark Devine. I'm ready to pound on my chest here. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, he kind of in the forward in the beginning chapters of the book, he talks about, hey, this is about about understanding where your life is, kind of like mind, body, and soul. What needs to be done, and, and how do you just get yourself prepared? To execute, okay, and and uh, I, I think it's really it's really good, and of course the stories the stories are all good about um, whether they're Navy SEALs or uh, Apache fighters, um, Native American Apaches, you know, people that warriors warriors throughout time, um, how they how they accomplished the goals that they had set for them. So it's it's a pretty good book. I'm, I'm only about a third of the way through it, so uh, yeah, I'm about halfway through mine right now. I'll bring in I'll bring in some uh, other tidbits. I, I'm sure okay. as I as I read it. But you know, to me, that's the way this this business is. You can read business books, and, and that's what it is. It's it's a business book. This guy actually was a big old CPA, went to a fancy college, and then um, you know joined the military because he kind of thought you know this is actually actually one of the things that he did was his company was basically prolonging a project because the government was auditing some some company, prolonging the project just to suck revenue out of this company. Oh, and wow. Drive it, and basically drive it out of business. And um, he's like, you know what? I just can't do this. I have to do something a little more honorable. Wow. And that's where he joined. And, and he became, you know, an elite an elite leader. And that's really what it is. It's not about being, being a warrior. It's about being an elite leader. And that's what, you know, Navy SEALs train everybody to do is to, is to lead and be led. Yeah. Uh, pretty, it's pretty cool. So with that, um, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this episode of uh, Man vs. Business up. We hope to see you all next week. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit SigmaTree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, 
and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.